It's coming to the end of a very different Pride Month 2020. But to end on a high today, we're talking to real royalty. A BAFTA-nominated death-dropping queen is amongst us. Today, we're welcoming Cheryl Hole onto Radio Verulam. So, Cheryl, how have you been coping with lockdown? Have you, your loved ones, adapted to this strange situation? Well, hello, my darling. Firstly, I just want to thank you for having me on your show. But do you know what? Lockdown has been not the experience I thought it would be. I thought it'd be a very quiet time. I thought it'd be a chance to reflect, just to have some peace. But I have been just as busy twirling in my living room as I would have been twirling on the stages up and down the country. So I am truly blessed to have been busy and working. But it's also been nice to finally be at home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I suppose it is kind of a a good bit of family time as well there. But have you, you know, for, for mental health and also body health as well, have you been keeping a special routine during lockdown? Because you said you've been kept busy, but have there been certain things that you've kind of checklist just to keep yourself in check as well? Well, not an ounce of exercise has been done. The only exercise <laughs> I have been doing is lifting a slice of pizza into my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, when I watch your videos, I think you're kind of doing yourself a bit of disjustice there because some of the dances that you do, absolutely crazy. I would say that you have done a fair bit of working out there, Cheryl. Um, but in lockdown, you've also been raising awareness for some great kind of causes. And one of them that you wanted to kind of highlight today was Mermaid's Charity. They support gender variant and transgender youth. So just tell us more about the great work that they do. So Mermaids is an incredible charity that supports trans youth that are finding their identity, um, helping them transition and helping them on their journey to their happiness in the identity that they were born with and they believe in. Now, the transgender community is currently under a lot of stress from the government who are trying to put laws and things in place to stop them having the rights that they deserve. So there's an amazing organisation called Not a, Not a Phase, who are a new nonprofit charity that are now saying this is not a phase these people are women they're transgender men they are non-binary people that deserve to have the rights they belong with so these mermaids and not a phase are such great charities that i support i'm behind and i will scream to the high heavens to make sure that their voices are heard Oh, that is wonderful to hear there, Cheryl, and uh, amazing, amazing work that you've described there. And is there a special website or a specific cause that people can get behind to support these two amazing charities? So you can support the new charity Not A Phase by notaphase.org, and you can support Mermaids with mermaidsuk.org.uk. Oh, brilliant. So people can head over there and give support to really, really good work there. But kind of on that same topic, we're talking about Pride 2020. And it's normally such a vibrant, brilliant part of the year. We see so much great diversity and celebrations of the culture. But which Pride event have you missed most this year that's been cancelled, unfortunately, due to coronavirus? 
I mean, Miss Corona is causing havoc up and down the country and quite frankly, around the world, but it's not going to stop us celebrating. So we're living in an age where digital drag and digital performances are taking over the world. So I'm grateful that there's so many platforms that are being made through this issues of Miss Corona, but I am truly missing the prides that are near and dear to my heart, which I first attended as a youngster and which I have performed at years and years ago <laughs> and I miss London Pride which would have been this weekend I miss Essex Pride obviously near and dear to my Essex little heart and the gig that gave me my first ever gig was at Canterbury so I have been a resident at Canterbury Pride for a couple of years so I miss those are my top three prides that I truly miss and Let's hope that they return bigger and better than ever next year. And hopefully you'll be on the billing once again. But as you as you mentioned there, people have been really, really creative. I've loved seeing some of the great kind of creations that people have come up with. And you've been behind some of them yourself. So what would you say have been the highlights of this very different Pride 2020? Do you know what? This is such a crazy time because we live in we live in this online age with Instagram and Twitter where everything's so accessible so you are a clicks away from your favorite queens performances on Instagram live twirling in their living rooms so I love clicking on seeing all my divas and dolls turning the party and I've enjoyed performing in my living room as well I thought it'd be the most awkward experience of my life but it's actually <laughs> quite liberating because you've got no pressure other than a little green dot on your computer screen and you just living your best life. And that's what I'm doing on stage every single night when I'm performing, when, well, pre-corona, is just living my best life. Yeah, I, I think I've kind of been sharing. I, I don't think I can pull off the dance moves as well as you, but my gran and I have been doing some of the kind of fitness things together, uh, working out in our front rooms as well. But we do get outside as well. We're, we're not ashamed to be out there kind of celebrating all this kind of stuff. But the community, are so excited to ask you a few questions here. People have been getting involved on social media. They've emailed me, jason.mckenna at radioferrum.com, but also our Reddit page has been popping off as well. It's just a testament Ooh. to how popular you are, Cheryl. And uh, I think the first message you're going to absolutely love here. Uh, Coben's wanted you to know, does Cheryl know that even though she didn't win the competition, she won the hearts of the fans which is more important by just being herself. Oh, bless. That is so sweet. And that truly means the world to me because obviously when you're on the show, you are just in this little bubble. And uh, I left and I went, oh, well, I'm no badger's shed. not going to win anything in my life. But do you know what? Losing is the new winning, as they say. And do you know what? I have had such a blast from the minute that show is finished in meeting the amazing fans and just getting to share my passion, my craft and my work with the world. So the fact that people enjoy what I do just brings me so much joy. Did you have a, a favourite kind of moment or highlight that you'd say was your favourite from the show? You know, I, for one, absolutely loved the, the dress that you made from the, the gloves. That was absolutely a masterstroke. <laughs> well, I'm looking at my clothes rack because I'm currently sat in my drag room right now and it is staring at me right now with uh, the, the marigolds <laughs> going, why did you cut us up? But that was, that was a 
crucial moment for me because I was like, I am not a seamstress, but I'm going to give it my best shot. And I think that came across. But I have to say, one of my favourite moments, I've got two. It was coming face to face with my namesake, finally, and not being served a cease and desist during, <laughs> during the runway. But I think my top moment was doing the makeover challenge with my sister because she has been one of my best friends. I mean... She was 21 at the time. So for 21 years, we have been divas and dolls together. We're kindred spirits. We're two peas from the same pod. So to go out, yes, it was gutting, but I left on such a high. Yeah, and I'll tell you what as well. You two look exactly the same. You you know, Cheryl Hole 1, Cheryl Hole 2. Very good genes in the family. But it's like Dr. Zeus, isn't it? It's thing crazy. one and thing two. <laughs> Uh, but moving on, you know, kind of one of the, the big moments from RuPaul's Drag Race, but also in any kind of your routines as well, is that word, the death drop. And Annie has emailed in saying, has the death drop ever gone wrong? So I have never injured myself doing a death drop. And I don't think I've ever actually injured myself during a drag performance. I did have a little injury at university when I was training in dance, but that was because I, my body was very tired and exhausted. <laughs> but no, it's never gone wrong because it's one of those things, if you've got a understanding of your body and understanding of the fundamentals of the dance move, then you're good to go. So thankfully, touch wood, I've not broken a thing. That's really good to hear there that you haven't injured yourself at all. And I'm touching wood as well there for you, Cheryl, because we all want you. In one whole piece but kind of building upon Annie's question then we'll move it on from the death drop and I want to ask about the origins of your iconic attribute the famous Cheryl click what are the origins of that do you mean the tongue pop which is like <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> so, so the tongue pop is an homage of mine to a near and dear queen called Alyssa Edwards, who was very famous in the US for her tomfoolery, if you will, on season five of RuPaul's Drag Race. And I have worked with Alyssa many a times and she has inducted me into her house. So I am the UK representative of the House of Edwards. So it's always an homage to her, but I always use the tongue pop as like an exclamation mark of vocalization. <laughs> I, I love it as well and it sounds a little bit like Game of Thrones that you're representing her house as well all these queens kind of working together there uh, Katie I'm also... Daenerys <laughs> <laughs> you are indeed queen of the dragons I mean you did some slaying as well we we have to say that but uh, Katie has kind of said on your experience of season one UK drag race if you could redo anything there what would you redo differently and she also said lots of love Oh, lots of love to you, my little diva. But you know what? I'm a firm believer of everything happens as it's meant to happen at that point. And you can dwell on hindsight and say, oh, I would have done this differently. I would have done that, that differently. But I was very proud with everything that I produced at that time. And I think if I could go back and change anything, I think I just would have zhuzhed up a couple of my runways but I am very happy with everything that I've produced and it propels me and gives me the growth to move forward and better myself to potentially go back who knows 
Oh, well, that's leading on to probably one of the uh, other questions going to ask a little bit later, but we'll tease that for now because... Uh, we love a tease. <laughs> well, I've been told that I'm very good at kind of teasing these sort of questions, so uh, it's a bit of my talent there as well. But moving on to maybe a bit about yourself then, Cheryl, because you actually said in an interview that what we present on stage normally isn't reality, and I think a lot of drag fans fall in love with the persona. So what would you say is one thing that would surprise fans about you that's different from the outward Cheryl that we see? Do you know what? There's a lot of queens that really step into a character as such, which is so far removed from themselves as a person because it gives them that confidence. Now, for me, I am myself but when I am truly in drag element it's just like an amped up version of myself so I think people would be quite surprised to realize that I'm not as scatty and crazy as I am when I'm in drag I am quite a calm person but I think people would be most surprised at how disorganized I am <laughs> I think everybody is experiencing that feeling at the moment there Cheryl so you're not alone I think we're all all over the place organization is not the one at the moment but kind of moving it on to myself here and I actually have no idea what I would call myself here but Tina has asked please come up with a drag name for Jason so Cheryl put thinking cap on is there anything that you can kind of come up with me Jason McKenna uh, in terms of a drag name oh see I'd need to know some more information about you Jason I need to know your personality your favorite pizza toppings you know and then I'll be able to get a better un understanding of you as a person to then birth you as the queen that you are now is there a female name that you really resonate with oh that's that's a good one maybe Jasmine you know because it's like Jason but the, the kind of female version um, and you ask pizza topping pepperoni and people would probably say that I'm sporty but machine-like as well. That's kind of one of my nicknames uh, on the radio station, Jason Machine McKenna. Oh, do you know what? I think I would call you Jasmine Pepper because you've got that pep in your step, you're fiery and you're all ready to go, but you've still got that flavour in you. So Jasmine Pepper, there you go. There you go. So maybe when I put this out, I should title it Jasmine Pepper interview Cheryl Hole and people will be very confused <laughs> <laughs> the birth of Jasmine <laughs> the birth of Jasmine you've created a monster here this is uh, this is terrible my family going to be like what the hell has happened to you um so moving it on to like the final questions here and it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today but uh, one person has asked what was the most difficult thing about Drag Race UK for you? Was there, was there a particularly hard moment or was there certain interactions that you just didn't enjoy? With the, us being on the first season of Drag Race, it was stepping into the unknown. So there was a lot of uncertainty what is coming around the corner, what the next challenge is going to be. So you were constantly on your toes thinking. So that was a hard thing for me because I do like to be prepared and organized in terms of knowing what's coming ahead I mean I'm looking at my drag room right now and I've got 15 wigs on the floor so in that terms of my life I'm very disorganized but <laughs> I like to have my head knowing what's coming next and 
to not know and be uncertain all the time was very challenging for me, but I just took everything with a pinch of salt, applied my fresh mindset to it. Like, well, this is what we're doing today. This is what we're tackling. And then you just crack on with it. I really love that there, Cheryl. And it's kind of you all over, isn't it? Just sticking to yourself, sticking to your guns, but finding a positive, maybe in a negative situation. So I really love that you were able to find yourself in the competition and just go with what you believed in. But to finish, and I'm finishing on the most popular question. So many people asked about this. They said, we've had a lot of speak about an all-stars appearance from you. Uh, so I think people are wanting to confirm these rumors, but they've also asked, would you consider this and would you want it to be UK stars or UK plus US? Now, if anybody is an America's Next Top Model fan, there was a cycle where they had seven British girls competing against seven US girls and it was the most infamous season ever. So I would love to see a UK versus US All-Stars just for the clash of the culture and seeing how the dynamic of the room would be with five Brits and five US girls. But do you know what? If there is uh, All-Stars on the tables, I will be having that for dinner. We've just got to wait for the, uh, the cervix to come up. Well, that's brilliant news to hear. Is there any of the kind of US stars that you'd be a little bit afraid to come up against? Or are you just that kind of believing in yourself, Cheryl, that you could mop up the whole of the US All-Stars? In the words of myself, and I am quoting myself, I'm not threatened. So <laughs> I would just go in all guns blazing. And do you know what? I I was very tentative the first time just to make sure that I was doing my best. Now I'm like, I was about to use a bad word then. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> I won't give a flip who comes up against me. We're just there to have a good time and a good time only and show some good drag. Oh, I love that, Cheryl. So much positivity there. And in terms of chatting to me today, I can't thank you enough for completing uh, a really wonderful kind of Pride 2020 in a different way. And I do have to wish you a happy and healthy Pride. But as always, we want to finish on a nice positive message. So do you have any last messages for the listeners here to get a truly regal lift from Queen Chesa and leave Hertfordshire feeling wholesome well jason i just want to thank you for having me on and it's an absolute pleasure to chit chat with you and all the divas in hertfordshire i just want everybody to know that you are loved i'm constantly thinking of you all and just know no matter what anybody says or anybody does you are a star 